Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life, and the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey everybody, welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and today we're gonna talk about, I've got a story to tell today, my friends, that this is the one that you wanna sit down and buckle up, because Kansas is gonna go bye-bye on this one. This is crazy, I cannot make this stuff up in this story. We're gonna be talking about really property management and staff management, people business, and what leadership looks like, and the difference between a regional manager that thinks they can versus one that knows they can. And it's really about belief. So this is gonna be a story, it's pretty crazy, it just happened to me recently, so it's pretty raw and pretty fresh in my mind. But I thought it'd be a great opportunity to share what can happen. You guys know me, I love sharing the dirt, I love sharing when things don't go right. A lot of times they do go fine, but like there's always that Man, there's that thing and it happens. It's going to happen to you at one time or another, no matter how good or bad or because we are in the people business and people do things that are crazy. So we're going to jump into it. Before we do that, a word from our sponsors. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right. As I mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, we are getting ready to launch our podcast or our Kahuna Boardroom. We're going to do it in March. So that's just an event we're going to be talking about. We'll start probably doing a little bit of harder marketing towards the end of September and where we're going to actually open the doors. So I'm just going to let you guys know that we are going to do that training. If you are looking to, you're already in the business, multifamily stuff, but you need a kind of a refresher course or you've kind of went to a couple places and you've not been what I, you feel like thoroughly trained, this training is for you. It is a very detailed, it's not I sell you a bunch of crap and get you to opt into a bunch of stuff. It is truly a one-time three-day intensive all day long and we go over finding deals finding money in specifics in details i give you a lot of done for you stuff it is frankly amazing everybody that's went to it has had success they've come out knowing how to do deals how to underwrite deals how to what their next steps are even i've had people that are fairly seasoned come and learn some things from me so if you are just starting out or you understand but you feel like you don't have it all in grasp or you need like a refresher course or how to raise money cheaper like listen if there's one thing that i can teach you is how to raise capital cheaper and i think he who has the cheapest capital wins so stay tuned for that right all right so enough of that i gotta tell you i gotta set this up man so as you guys know, I do a lot of student housing properties and I'm pretty pretty well into them right now. So I think we've got maybe seven out of our 10 projects are student housing deals. This is what's called turn season, meaning we just kicked out all the residents, all the kids, and we have about three to three and a half weeks, four weeks, really three weeks to clean all the units, rehab all the units, get them all fixed up and get them rent ready for all the new kids to move in. It is a crazy, it's called turn, it's a crazy experience. Well, at one of my properties, we were already a little bit short staffed with maintenance guys and they had decided this property 
the lead maintenance guy had decided, he called me, actually I was in Coeur d'Alene, and we were going to hire a third party vendor. And he called me personally, he said, Corey, I got this, I can save you money, I've got a paint guy that can do the paint, and yada, 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 yada. So I called my regional, I said, you know, Crystal, this person's saying that they can take it, and I believed him. Now, that was my first mistake. Because I know, I mean, I've been to the property quite a bit and I've had interactions with my maintenance guys and, you know, it felt like doing me a solid. He's looking out to save me money. So we show up and when we get there to help, this is like kids are starting to move out. We realize that we are not prepared. In fact, he had some some kids, like they wanted to take on all the cleaning and they hired, instead of using the paint company we were going to use, they used a different paint company. And let's just say that their scope of work was not exactly the same. And when they got into it, they're like, hey, we can't do now the baseboards and the trim because we had to put two coats of paint on this. We're doing a new color for the entire property. This gray, agreeable gray is what we call it. So that mauve looking, almost like a pink looking unit. And so... It's going to take two goats paint, so now we can't do the doors and baseboards. And even though we'd asked them to come in and give us a detailed bid, scope of work. So they re-traded on that stuff, and that was last minute. Not prepared, not ready. And we're in turn, we like, this is a well-organized, has-to-be-organized item. Rule number one, we get there, we're like, oh my God, we're not prepared. Then we look at the staff, just for the cleaning part, we're like, oh, we have to clean so many units. Right, so many units. So when I get there, I'm just on the cleaning crew. And I'm telling you, every day, and my wife shows up. I mean, we're cleaning, cleaning. And like, I can tell you, man, the college kids are disgusting. <laughs> I think I saw more pubes, more everything. Oh my gosh, don't even want to go there. But my wife's like, this is disgusting. And it was. I mean, we're deep cleaning these units for turn. But man, we just start getting like more and more things keep piling up piling up now and you start wondering like well how come we're so far behind this is where staff good people i think they're good people they think they can do more than they can and then they lie a little bit or they tell little white lies and so we actually just had i'm gonna have my controller come on her name's devon west we're gonna do a podcast with her and she's doing this big thing about fraud. She did it for my mastermind the other day. Just kind of, she's a controller talking about numbers, and she was just talking about management companies can fraud you or hide, like kind of hide the numbers or hide the bodies, we'll call it. But one of the things that she talked about, just an overall, like when someone's could potentially be hiding something, is they want all the control. They don't want to give it out to anybody. And so this property manager was like, they didn't ever want anybody at their site. It's my site. Got it. I don't need anybody else. We got to handle. We got to handle. We got to handle. Right. Okay. But so. Now, this is where I'm going to really give a big shout out to my regional manager. Her name's Crystal Mackey. And so Crystal shows up at this property. She's like, Corey, this property needs help. It's a little bit understaffed. I'm showing up there. I think today she's been there for 27 days straight. She's lived on site, lived on property. They they fixed her up a unit. And she has been living and breathing this property because she knew that it needed help. And so, and I showed up as well. Me and my wife showed up as well. And truthfully, this property was 45% occupied. It was one of those COVID properties that really had a hard time. And we've trued up to like 73% now. So a huge increase, not exactly where we wanted to end up. And we're still doing some leasing, but normally that property is 100%. So by next year, we should get back to 100%. So it was a huge improvement from last year to this year. But With that said, so we're at the property, and and I'm still kind of confused. I'm like, why are we not filled up? We should be filled up. feel like we should be 100%. We're not. 
Well, here's some clues. Here's what happened. Here's what we found out. So Crystal is managing the property and really running the lead chair. Now, my property manager is like eight months pregnant, okay? She's about ready to have a kid. We're kind of helping out with that, so she's not doing any of the turn stuff. But Crystal also has got to work the office, right? And so what happened was, while something was gone, Crystal's man in the office, and a kid comes in and says, hey, I'm ready to move out. So Crystal's helping him check out. And she's like, well, hold, hold on, hold on. You still owe $1,000 on your ledger. You're going to have to pay that, right? Or we're going to send you to collections. Like, it needs to be paid. And he's like, whoa, 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 what do you mean? What do you mean? Hold on, no, 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 no. I gave that money to the property manager. I gave that, that manager cash. $1,000 cash. And Chris is like, why would you give the property manager cash? And he goes, no, no, I got a video of it. Oh, 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 oh. so he pulls up the video and sure enough, there's $1,000 cash that he hands over to the manager. So here's what happens next, right? This is going to be like, this is really unfortunate. And it's sad that these types of things happen and that people do these types of things. So my property manager goes, or my regional goes to the property manager and says, "Hey, what's going on? Right? You did you take cash?" She says, well, "Yeah, I wanted to make sure I got the owner money, so I took cash. But I went and got a money order for it. I got the money order, and my regional's like, "Well, where's the money order? Where's it at? Like, first of all, we never take cash. That is like a hard and fast rule at any property. You do not take cash money. You don't ever. Like." golden rule ever ever like you get fired if you get caught and she can't you know so but we're still doing turns we're like busy 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 she's like i'll find the money order. i know i have it i know i have the money order well she comes back a little bit later on and she turns in a money order and it's like really weird it's like kathy wampus right so it's like initialed over to another property so it's i don't think the property manager understood this that we log in the actual the numbers and we can retrieve the image because we scan it and it runs through an image process and so we just Pull that, put that number in, and we scan it, and automatically it shows up where she had scratched out. She had doctored the document that she gave the money order, like trying to prove that she had turned it over to another property, but it's already on someone else's ledger. Caught red-handed, right? Caught red-handed. Now, what do you do in a situation like this? We're in turn. We're in. It's immediate move-in. We're trying to, and we have our main property manager that just stole red-handed. Man, there's only one thing you can do. You have to let that person go. And by the way, this person was eight months pregnant. I mean, like, I was so just devastated. Like, why would you do that? Why would you steal? Why would you do something? Uh, it gives me just horrible, horrible feelings. But we have to. We have to. So now we made our staffing problem even worse. Now, when you let someone go, now, that person doesn't work for me. They work for my management company. And so this is kind of why I'm telling the story. I'm not using names or anything like that, but they don't work for me. I'm just the owner. But I'm just sitting there going, what in the world? Why would we do this, right? And then you're like, what else? What else? If they're going to do that, and dude, what else started showing up? We had residents saying, hey, listen, calling and saying, hey, used to work here. I think that property is unethical. I think they're opening some mail here and there. It's just, it gets worse. The sinking feeling is coming in, right? Now, it is still worse, right? Because our maintenance guy, we would never normally do this, but this happened on my last property management company that we had on this property. We'd fired them and they made this hire like three months before my asset living management company took over. 
And so the head maintenance guy is married to my property manager. So now we're having to work with him and he's throwing a little bit of attitude. He's not happy, but we're getting through it. Everybody's working like every day from like nine to like 8 p.m., 10 p.m. We have been working on the property, scrubbing, cleaning. I mean, put in work. I don't know if you guys look at my Facebook, but if you did, you would see a couple posts of Corey just sopping wet, head to toe, like did doing real work. And so we're getting through it, getting through it. Well, so then I, me and Shelly, we come home. We come home for like three or four days, right? So I'm like, I had another event that I had to be a part of. Then I'm like, honey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fly back out. So I fly back out the following week. Now we're getting ready to, it's called moving. So we got everything moved out. We got everything done. Like last minute, we had to hire third-party cleaning companies, temp staff agency to get it all done. But we managed to get, I'll say most of it done to where we can move these kids in. It's an absolute crap show. They're not prepared. All the things that Crystal, my regional, had sent them to do and give them very specific. So there's, we have a very rigid, very, here's step one, step two, step three process of ordering, like how many washer dryers do you need? How many down, like all these things, these orders were supposed to be put in months before and it's the property manager's job and the maintenance guy to put in all these requests. My regional is just there to like manage the process. They can't do all the work. We get up there and then realize like, Corey, we don't have enough washer and dryers. Like we need six ASAP. Oh my God. So I'm like, oh my God. And we need five refrigerators. Kids are moving in the following week. I'm driving to Lowe's and and these are things that should have already been caught, already been ordered, but they weren't. Now we're starting to see some truly reoccurring patterns here. I mean, I'm so upset. I'm pissed, actually. I'm pissed off a little bit at my management company. Like, what do you mean? And then you start talking to them and they're like, Corey, I can't do the whole job for them right? Like here's all my emails. Here's all the things. Here's what they've turned in. I can only go by what they give me because I'm not running the property that property manager is and it's their responsibility. Well, this is what happens when you have L-A-Z-Y, lazy with, I don't give a crap, right? And, but the thing is when the cameras are on and they're doing the calls, it's always great. Like this person's a great people person that property manager. She's great. She has great personal skills like talking. And I see now why we got duped because she was so good at communicating and talking that it overshadowed a lot of the other things that were not working. Right. And truly we probably should have made a call on this person a long time ago, but we didn't, but who, and who's paying for it? Me. Right. And my regional. So my regional, honestly, still at the property. It's been 28 days. I don't think she's leaving till another four days as I record this. So Crystal Mackey, if you're listening to this, you are amazing. I'm telling you, I've watched your work ethic. I watched how you, you've worked consistently and you've not, and you've got such a great attitude. You're not bitching. You're not moaning. It's truly like you're an owner. You're working like an owner. And I saw it firsthand and I thank you. So understand that not many people are made like you and it's very refreshing to see but it gets better guys it gets better i can't make this stuff up i swear to god (laughs) i'm back at the property and now i'm maintenance maintenance right i got my tool bag my tool belt all my little tools got my little i bought a little custom little two-wheeler with my wrenches and my stuff and i'm just doing work orders because as these kids move in you start finding all the attack for my drawers for my cabinets like there's three of them to hold that one extra shelf and there's one little tack thing missing it doesn't hold the shelf correctly so you're like oh i gotta put that i need a battery for my smoke detector now all these things should have been caught during turn 
like when we're moving and getting everything out, trash out and stuff like that. But we're short staffed and now I see all the things that become very apparent. But also just like, and that happens at every turn. There's like, there's a lots of little things you got to come back and fix and adjust. So I'm just running work orders. Well, then Crystal comes to me, my regional manager, and she's like, hey, Corey, remember when we let that person go, that property manager, right? The eight-month pregnant one. We're now in that office. We're like, we got to clean this thing up. It was just nasty. There's stuff everywhere. So we start going through the drawers and stuff, and we start seeing, like, we saw a check that hadn't been posted for, like, $1,200. I mean, oh, my God. It's just crazy stuff. Then we see this, like, brand-new Samsung phone that's kind of, like, underneath the desk. It's just sitting there, and we're like, what is this? Who does this go to? Why is he here? And it looks like it was somebody's package. I don't know. I couldn't tell, right? It's just sitting there. So we note it, and we both look at it. We talk about some of the other things that are underneath this desk, and so that's when I left, right? So she knows we found it when before we left, before I left. Then when I came back, she goes, Corey, remember that phone and stuff that we had underneath the table? It's gone. It's not, not here anymore. I'm like, what do you mean it's gone? She's like, no, it's gone, Corey. And by the way, Corey, your security cameras don't work anymore. I was trying to log in the other day, and I can't log in. I'm like, what do you mean you can't log in? She's like, Corey, the password's not working. I'm like, this is really weird. Now, I'm putting two two together, okay? I already know the manager, the property manager is gone, and her maintenance husband, right, head of maintenance is still there, has access to the building and the property. I was like, Crystal, call our IT company and reset, have them hard reset the passwords to our camera system. So she gets that done. Now, we didn't tell anybody that we did it. We just, we just fixed it. Normally, we have these cameras live streamed in the back. Of the When you first come into leasing, we have all the live camera feeds. But we didn't turn on that TV. We just kept it off. Like, like we're still having difficulties trying to get it on. And so when I come back, she's like, Corey, I can see them on my phone. They had logged out of the main system inside the property in the office so i was like okay good i'll fix this real quick so i go in i'm like now when did you think that you were missing when you realized you were missing the stuff she gave me the exact day i was like great so i log into our camera system now everybody doesn't realize this just because you log out or you change the password the cameras are still recording they are like that system is set up. Usually there's a 30-day window where then then they loop over each other that's how our camera systems are built are you ready for retirement The majority of Americans are not. Failing Social Security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. 46% of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. So once I got logged back into the mainframe, most of those cameras too also have sensors, like movement sensors. So I just said, okay, what day did she notice it? I went to that day and then I looked for a gap where there was no movement around after five o'clock and then look for movement. And in that little movement spot, That's where I found it. I found the property manager and he was actually, he'd done this. We'd closed the office to the main public. We're still there. He's about ready to check out, but that office was vacant because everybody else was working in there. So the back office 
was vacant, and all of a sudden, you see him come in. You see him go, and he sits in his chair like he's going to clock out. He's doing some stuff, and he's kind of looking over and checking the door, checking the door, and then all of a sudden, he reaches down and grabs his Samsung 20 iPhone, brand new phone. And you see him kind of like put it close to his deal and you can tell he's trying to maybe open it. He's like, oh, I can't open it. So then he goes and takes it and puts it in a different spot, right? He relocates it to something a little bit easier. And then he goes back into the main entry. He's talking to people. He comes back and he goes back to that little special spot where he hit it. And they had a box ready for the property manager, like all her stuff, like to give her it center away. He goes and takes this and puts it in that box. So I watched it. Watched it all happen. Sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I'm just, I want to vomit, right? And do people do this stuff? The answer is yes, guys. They do. They absolutely do. You may not always find them right away, but I'm promising you this, man. You will find these people. You, They'll get caught. He got caught. I caught him red-handed. So after watching the video and watching it exactly, I took a recording of it on my phone. And maybe next year I'll post it on my Facebook page just so everybody can see it. It's a great video. <laughs> It's like, it makes me want to vomit, but it's great video. Like high res, man. You can see everything. So I come out of the gym. I was like, hey, listen, did you take the phone? I just watched you. Yeah, I took it. Why is it a big deal? Why is it a big deal? Right? Anyways, long story short, at the end of the day, we terminated that person, the head maintenance guy. Now, I forget to mention, when we terminated the person that was the property manager that was eight months pregnant, no one understands this, right? So that we have all these young kids, young college kids, and all they see is that we terminated someone that's about ready to have a baby for cause, like for absolute cause. We can't share that that stuff with them. And so they quit, all of them. So we went from having short staff to no staff. We have no staff at this property. And so Crystal's still there. We've had regionals fly in, maintenance guys from Asset Living come in. We've been doing massive interviews. The whole team has stepped up. And I'm telling you, stepped up. Last night, I'm going to give you an example. Last night, my private manager calls me. She goes, Corey, I'm at Taco Bell getting ready to just give me some dinner. And I just had this call that I've got a massive flood at the property. I'm going to the property now. She gets there. She's like, oh my God, Corey, there's water everywhere. It's about two inches deep. It's from this person's water. It's coming from their laundry. She doesn't even know how to turn it off. Have to call my old maintenance guy that still lives on property till Tuesday. Have to give him 100 bucks for him to show up. Then he obviously just knows where the valve is to turn off the water, turns off the water. So then Crystal's still like, we got a flood. It's 10 o'clock at night. And man, where's the shop vac? I'm like, remember that? I remember where there was a shop vac sitting in one of our empty units where we were, they were working on it. So I'm like, so she goes and gets the shop vac. 12 p.m. her time, I get a text saying, I guess I can add maintenance to my list of things that I'm good at. And she cleaned it all up. It could have been, I'm telling you, major, major catastrophe. And yet she was Johnny on the spot. She deserves the Medal of Valor. And that's the difference. I think when you have true, uh, these things can happen to anyone. I don't know why they're all happening to me right now. (laughs) But people will be the most difficult thing that you'll ever do in the real estate game and the management of people. And even though I'm using a third-party management company to manage and hire the people, it's their employees, not mine, but ultimately they affect my property. Now that I know what I know, I believe that we're 75% occupied, not because I think we could have been 100. I think we could have been 95. I think it was truly the people at this property. And if we could have removed them earlier, we would have been filled, filled up completely. I truly believe that. But they were wolves in sheep's clothing. 
And those people sometimes are the hardest ones, ones that are good talkers, that know all the right things to say, that can do just enough and pee's just enough. And we're trying, we're doing all this marketing and you can't micromanage everything that they do and they say, but if they got great energy and they're like, we're going to do it and we're sending those people out. But the reality is they probably never said anything out. They probably didn't make their team make the calls. Everybody was a big fan of this property managers, but no one ever seemed to do any work. And hence, so I'm pissed, right? I'm pissed. But I'm also relieved. I look at this as a growing opportunity. We're going to fix that and get new people in there that want to make a difference, right? And they want to do it right. And they want to do it ethically. And so, again, not another trying to be a big, big sad story. But, like, these are the things, guys. I'm telling you when. And so, this, this is what I've been asking myself. How could I have identified it more? And so, and I actually worked with my property manager, my regional. I said, listen, there had to have been some signs, Right? And there was. And she was like, she started kind of giving and telling me a little bit more about what was going on. And the thing was, is the culture at my property management company is to train, teach, train, bring people up. That's the culture. And it's a great culture. And so that's what she was trying to do. But there's a point in time where you've got to, like, you know, you know, I said, but when did your sixth sense kick in? And she knew that it kicked in. She didn't have the courage to go to bat for it like she wanted to. And so that was a teaching opportunity for me as well. And she's not even my employee, but I think I helped convince her too. I'm like, when you know, you know, and you've got to make a decision. The problem with everybody is sometimes I see this in a lot of property management companies is that they don't want to fire people because it's a lot of work. There's workman's comp. There's all kinds of payroll, unemployment costs. So you don't want to hire, but... Truly, they could have written these people up time and time again for all these infractions and got them out easily, easily. That was my teaching moment of like, when you know, you know, and then you just got to write them and write them and write them, and then you'll create the opportunities to write them up and write them out the door because they're not being uh, compliant. They're not doing what their job description is, and therefore they're failing. They're failing you and they're failing the company. So I wish the story ended up a little bit better, and we're still working on it. Like Crystal's still at the property right now. But the good news is, for the most part, I want to say like 95% of our people that moved in are super happy. We had one or two that we got to fix up a little bit, and we're doing that as fast as we can. But for what we had, I think it's a Christmas miracle. It is a Christmas miracle that everybody stepped up. And I'm talking about asset management, regional, and SVP, Joanna. Everybody really stepped up and tried to do their best to give us people, staff, and the tools that we needed to be successful. And we are. And we will, we're will. we going into this next school year with a lot of focus, a lot of excitement, and a lot of just knowing that we can do it, right? So, guys, people will be one of the hardest things you'll ever deal with in your life. Finding great people is a skill. It's your job as the owner, just like it was my job, to ask more better questions, right? To find out what's going on with your people, to hold them accountable, and to demand excellence, right? When you do that, lots of good things will keep on happening, right? Sometimes there's little roadblocks like the one I just had, but it doesn't mean that the collective stops, right? At the, all our other properties, we're doing great, super excited about them. But occasionally you get a bad apple or bad egg. But they always find a way to wash themselves out and, and get gone. So, guys, 99% of this game is mental. Your mental game. Your mental game has to be strong. It has to be prepared. And it has to be a fortress. Because if you believe it, you can achieve it. And your paradise is possible.